Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to The Backstage Show. This week on The Backstage Show, we continue our past discussion about the new reality. Yeah, picking this up from a couple weeks ago after the Halloween silliness. Ooh, yes. I mean, I'm sure scariness. it was extremely silly. <laughs> Scary. Scary. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about uh, the new reality uh, that was basically our new reality, but now we want to get into the nitty-gritty about the new reality of theaters, which I am doubting has changed much since the time that we're recording this. Probably. In fact, maybe even less is going on at this point. Well, I know that, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, the expectations are that eventually things will return to normal, but until there's a vaccine or that kind of thing, I don't really see that happening. Yeah, I mean, the reality with theaters at least community theaters is generally speaking for the audience it's a pretty close shall we mm -hmm. say arrangement as far as uh, the seating arrangements go yeah i mean we're talking about a price per head for theaters to remain open they have to sell the tickets so generally with the community theaters they're packing in as many as they can so there's not a lot of spacing between rows. There's no spacing between seats. There's nothing like that. Yeah, so, under normal conditions, you generally have people kind of squeezing by uh, you in the row. Yep, on top of you pretty much. You have in the lobby during intermission, you tend to have a throng of people there waiting to use the bathroom or get refreshments. So it's mm -hmm. it really is not a conducive environment for that. No, and I, I, you know, movie theaters at this point are kind of opening up and well, not all of them. I think people. some of them well, are I, shutting down. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure some of them are, but there are are plenty that are opening now with more spaced out seating and that sort of thing. And that's just a luxury that community theaters don't have, because when you're talking about a theater that can seat a hundred, hundred fifty, to knock that down to fifty, seventy five people, it's just it. They literally cannot afford to do that. Well, to be fair, some of the productions I've worked on in the past, we might not have gotten more than, say, 30 or 40 people at a show sometimes. Mm, yeah, that, that could actually true. almost work if they were all spread out in the house, honestly. Mm -hmm. but, but I yeah. know that other theaters can't really afford to operate that way, or at least not no. for every show. Well, and I, I also know that there's theaters that if they can't sell, they have been forced to close down and that sort of thing so yeah there are at least the occasional shows that don't sell well within a season but it's usually not the entire season where you're looking at 30 40 in the audience every night probably true maybe that just yeah. says something about shows i've been involved with <laughs> <laughs> i don't know maybe it does but the bottom line is it's like they got to pay the bills and and the issue at this point is whether they're open and selling tickets and performing shows or not they still have bills to pay that is true you're not spending the money on sets and rights and things like that but you're still spending money on you utilities know, heating and cooling utilities well and, you probably don't have to heat and cool it as much if true, nobody's I'm there sure there's an adjustment with that yeah but you know you can't have it so cold that pipes are going to freeze and that kind of thing no you have to maintain it 
Yeah, yeah. So building maintenance and that sort of thing, uh, you have to still mow the lawn and, and, and whatnot. And then there's all the places that don't own their space, they're still paying mortgages. Or rent or whatever. Yeah, mortgages or rent or whatever. There's some groups that don't even have a venue, and I suppose they're in some sense in luck with this. They that... might be a little bit better off because they don't have as much of the overhead to contend with. Exactly. But as we've been getting further into this pandemic and the need has arisen for these theaters to make the money, I have been seeing options coming up for performances. Yeah, there's been two general approaches that theater companies have taken around here that we've seen come up, not extensively, but here and there, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the one fairly obvious approach, at least during what was till recently the warmer months was outdoor theater. Yeah. I mean, uh, there have been performances literally in parking lots yeah. of, of theaters. There have been some that have like traveled to other venues. Yeah. There was uh, one relatively new group prism. I believe it was the na name of the group mm -hmm. had put on a production of Tarzan at a local zoo. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was something that, that worked out for them. I'm well, not sure. I, I, having not seen the production, I can kind of see how it would work out for the the audience watching it that they could just spread out as they need to. But what sure. about the performers? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they were masked or or, or what how many the deal there were. That was. Yeah, I honestly don't know how they did it. I, again, I didn't see the show either, so I don't know if if it was masks, if it was unmasked, if they had tests or like anything I, like that you, done. I really don't know. I, I but it'd be don't interesting. Know I mean, yeah. if they did it outside, at least they arguably could have had more space to spread out a little bit. But. Mm -hmm. Ventilation is a, is apparently key. And uh, that's the other thing. Like most <laughs> most of these community theaters are not very well ventilated. The windows are like boarded up to uh, avoid letting light in. Yeah, uh, there is a downside to that, I guess, in this case. Mm -hmm. um, you also have theaters taking the online approach. Uh, yeah, it's been a I'm, kind of a major push in the biz, so to speak, to grant online performance licenses for shows. Yeah, they're they're all doing it at this point. I, in fact, literally just got an email today that uh, from uh, MTI Music Theater International with the subject Disney musicals. The show must go online. <laughs> so what a clever doing... catchphrase. Yeah, they're doing their own thing. Uh, they actually have their own streaming platform. So they're kind of encouraging, you know, all this time that they've been trying to discourage you and from recording your show and basically saying you can't record it. Now they're encouraging you yeah. to record your shows and then stream them online. Well, I think there are different ways to go about it. Some of them are set up to do as you just said, but others, I guess, mm -hmm. are intended to be live online performances, which I don't quite have my head around how that works. Yeah, it's interesting because I think some of them are, there are scripts for like a Zoom show. Yeah, uh, for example, one of the local theaters we've discussed, Forge Theater, is about to, or probably by this point is already done, I guess, uh, mm. production of Clue specifically formatted for this arena or this venue. Yeah, which is very interesting to me because, I mean, you know, it's the whole thing. No one can leave this room. <laughs> so you kind of have to wonder how that works in the uh, online. We'll just have to all pretend milieu. we're in the same room. 
I mean, that might be what it is. It might just be a, a well, suspension of disbelief sort of thing. Well, you know, there are some kind of fancy tools with some of these online conferencing platforms where you can put whatever background you want in the back. So That's true. they could potentially alternate uh, the camera view of different characters, but still have the same mm-hmm. background behind them to make it, yeah. to yeah. create the illusion that they are all <laughs> in the same room. Yeah. So that apparently was uh, like a week a week ago at the end of October, and they're doing through Broadway on Demand, and I think that's the big one. That's the uh, that's streaming. That's one the, the Broadway on Demand. Yeah, uh, there's sort of a fine line amongst, I guess, you have uh, dramatists uh, and so forth who are granting online licenses for which you can purchase online licenses, and then there's the mm-hmm. additional hurdle of finding the online venue to stream said performance which can be then based on well either way i think the rights can be based on what the anticipated audience is so i guess you have that factor you could you think oh if it's online then you're not restricted to how many seats you you have available Mm -hmm. to sell but there could very well be sort of a restriction like that pertaining to the license i'm not sure how the rights work I was reading up a little bit on it the other night, and I think that is how it works. When you apply for this type of license, you have to, I guess, give a projection Mm -hmm. or a head count of how many online tickets you expect to sell from it. Well, I mean, at least in theory, you could cap the ticket sales as well and say, you know, we're only selling 200 of these at most. Right, right. Although, honestly, that doesn't necessarily mean only 200 people are going to watch it because if it's on your also TV true. at home, you could have your whole family watch it together. Yeah, I mean, you could certainly do that. They could say you're not allowed to do that, but how is that going to stop anybody? Well, Without the express written consent of the end. <laughs> I don't think they can really c- contain that. A lot of, in a similar manner, music venues that over the summer did outdoor shows, sort of like a drive-in theater type of a setup, You'd mm-hmm. actually pay for tickets by the car, which means up right. to say four people could be in your car watching it, and that's how you're paying for it. Well, it's like with drive-in movies, kind of does the same thing where they charge per car load as opposed to per person. For for those who remember drive-in movies, they're kind of an endangered species anymore. Well, actually, they've made a bit of a comeback as well. With, I suppose uh, the so, pandemic. given the circumstances. Yeah, there have been a lot of drive-in, like kind of pop-up drive-in movie theaters. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, there's that. Yeah. I mean, I, I did a quick check of all of the uh, the rights holders for scripts, and they're all doing some sort of streaming license mm-hmm. with Concord Theatricals, which used to be uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein, Tams Whitmark, and Samuel French, kind of all moved into one conglomerate. Oh. And Dramatists and Dramatic Publishing and MTI, I mentioned before, Pioneer Drama Service, they've all got some method of doing this in a, a streaming format. Right. And a lot of these same publishing publishers had to deal with the fact that some of the theaters had to cancel their performances. Right. So in addition to the theaters not being able to pay their bills, you've got these publishers that can't pay their bills if they're not selling licenses. And Broadway's I, still shut down, I believe, right? Yeah, I believe so. I hadn't considered that as far as the licensing revenue. Yeah, that, that, mm-hmm. that has an impact, sure. Yeah, and uh, schools aren't doing their productions. None of these places are really doing much of anything. Live theater, I think, is uh, hurt even more than the movie industry, and movies and TV have certainly been affected by this. But to a certain extent, they have moved back into 
filming and that sort of thing. And a lot of movie releases have been done so that you can pay for them to watch them at home. And as I said before, movie theaters are starting to open, at least some of them. Uh, Some of them are, but like I said earlier, some of them actually are staying closed indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's come out recently. I, I think logistically it's, as I alluded to earlier, it's hard to imagine how, how it is for the actors, the performers to rehearse <laughs> and then perform together. You, you would have, I think, a hard time convincing people to want to say, do intimate scenes together. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be obviously a lot of like temperature taking and a lot of health checks and that sort of thing, hand washing and uh, all sorts of things like that. But I could just imagine, though, that a lot of people probably aren't willing to sign up for that. No, maybe not. But I, I think with a lot of these, like particularly TV, it's a lot of people that have already signed up for it and movie contracts are done enough in advance that... Yes, these are special circumstances, but a lot of them probably already under contract. And can they afford to break that contract? That's true. And filming, doing a film or a TV show is a little bit different because that typically involves an extended period of time where everybody's together. Mm -hmm. It's almost kind of its own bubble, really, in a way. And I'm using the term that the the sports, the major sports leagues have used to continue on. And they, they can kind of set up that bubble and kind of keep it relatively safe and contained for the actors in that situation. Right. When you're talking about community theater with people who aren't necessarily all living together or aren't all necessarily going to be able to, you know, be in the equivalent of a bomb shelter together over two or three months to rehearse a show, then that's not really practical. Yeah. I think overall with these professional productions, you're you're dealing with a greater number of people, but they're all going to be contained as you said within a bubble whereas community theater everybody's doing their day jobs they're going home to their families they're doing whatever you can't between these things so you you can't can't really uh, control it the same way so what i have seen is well i think this is (laughs) in a way uh created a sort of uh inspiration for a lot of playwrights to write to this sort of situation and do a lot of small uh, few person shows or short Mm -hmm shows or shows that could be done and cater to an online kind of a venue. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, it got my wheels turning. It got my wheels turning about like, well, gee, can I come up with anything where it's like done as a zoom chat and that's actually the plot. And that I, I, nothing popped into my head, but yeah, I can see how a lot of writers are taking it. It's gotta be, I mean, we've got the opportunity now to do something unique. So, I think, yeah, the whole situation, not good, but it offers some unique opportunities and interesting challenges. When life hands you lemons, make lemonade, as it were. Yes. Otherwise, you'd probably, well, that would create an interesting casting challenge if you were to attempt to do something involving a more intimate character relationship. It would probably Mm. force you to, say, have to cast a couple uh, Yeah. in that that kind of a situation. (laughs) I, I suppose so, because you know they're going to be able to rehearse those scenes and whatnot. <laughs> but yeah, right. It's just, yeah, like I said, it's all interesting challenges. And I, I think, you know, we're looking at this, the, the, this, the new reality episodes that we're doing here. We're looking at it from our perspective and from theater's perspective, but we're not really looking at it from the perspective of people who do theater. And that's what I've kind of thought about the most, because I think there are ways to work around the other elements of it. 
in some fashion mm -hmm. with the audience and the venue. But at the end of the yeah. day, you still have what's happening on the quote unquote stage to right. consider. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's they're trying to get around this doing, like I said, Zoom shows. But I mean, how much without physically interacting with a set and with people that that's kind of where I ran into thinking I I you know this is a great writing excuse me this is a great writing opportunity that's where I ran into the trouble because you're you can't physically interact with anything right and I think small cast shows are becoming more heavily in demand right now for obvious reasons mm -hmm. the fewer but even people small that cast. You, but the fewer people you have to work with the easier it is to sort of keep things under control I suppose that's true but. It, it, it's still you're still exposing people to people <laughs> yeah but it's but just fewer yeah, people I, to fewer I, people right i don't know what to say if you keep it a smaller unit or a smaller production a closed set almost as it were then mm -hmm. it might be a little bit easier to contain and like i was saying earlier if you say if you cast a couple if you can find a couple who are good who have chemistry on stage who work together and we've talked about chemistry in the past previous episodes right but uh, you may not be able to be as picky, I guess, in those cases, if you want to do a show involving tight character chemistry and intimacy. So, but how can are be you going to rehearse that? How are you going to stage it? How are you going to actually turn it into a show? Well, say if it were a two-person show and you did cast a couple, you could do that pretty easily. The uh, the rest of the people can just keep their distance while the actors on stage do their thing. Hmm, I suppose it's just. I mean, I don't know. It's a very like, like I keep saying, it's an interesting challenge it's to say the least. It's definitely got some extreme boundaries to it if you approach it that way, but it, right. there's still something you can do. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, and I mean, I, the, the, the other thing to consider is all these people, you know, like myself as a director who was supposed to direct a show and hasn't gotten to do that, and other people that wanted to audition and do shows, or even the people that were cut off after having rehearsed and maybe in some cases even opened a show and yeah. then never got to close it. It's like all of these people wanting to work on their art who aren't able to do that. Oh now. yeah. It, it, it's just a high frustration. Yeah. It, the, the scenarios I just talked about admittedly would exclude a lot of people. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. It's a way to do something, but it obviously will not be a way for everybody to do what they'd like to do. Yeah, and I, I think that's really the issue at this point is you're very restricted on who's going to be able to do what, and it's just so, so limiting. Mm -hmm. And I, I really appreciate that there's people that are putting thought to this and coming up with ways to do it, but I still think this needs to be expanded even more and more just to give people a chance until things are more back to a sense of normal. I don't know, Glenn. I, I think I foresee the potential comeback of the radio play. I mean, Conditions are perfect. You're joking, I, I think, but... No, I'm kind of not entirely joking. I, I That is mm -hmm. actually a, a, a venue that would work under these circumstances. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It absolutely would, because that could even be... That can be rehearsed remotely, performed remotely. It can everything can be done remotely, technically. Yeah, we're well, sitting on a gold on mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting concept. I think that was one of the things that we were floating around, like uh, about what might happen when this 
show ends and goes off the air. Yeah, we had talked about writing a radio drama way back when, which we never got around to doing. But I mean, seriously, that could work. Yeah, that was. I I mean, that was a touchstone of uh, entertainment around the country for decades. It really was. I mean, that was what now is TV. Basically, that was once just radio dramas. Yeah. And there's probably so much of that that's in the public domain at this point, too. Or you could write. Write new ones. Well, I mean, absolutely. But, I mean, there's so much of it that's already available. I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised that that hasn't been uh, popping up now. Whether it seems antiquated or old-fashioned, it's still something to do. Right. And then I guess it's just, how are people going to take that in, take that form of entertainment in? You're not going to... Are you just going to listen to it like a podcast? Uh, which is what we hope people are doing right now, as a matter of fact. Well, hopefully, yes. <laughs> we might not be as entertaining. Hopefully, we're somewhat entertaining. Although uh, you entertain me you... a lot. <laughs> I suppose if people have gotten this far into the episode or this far into our show, <laughs> I can't imagine we're getting any new listeners at this point. <laughs> but, yeah, anywho. That's uh, thinking positive. <laughs> Hey, at this point we're uh, we're on the downslope, so whatever. <laughs> we're in the uh, twilight years. Yes, we're in the twilight years. <laughs> oh, okay. On that note, <laughs> don't worry, folks. Only uh, sixteen more of these to go. <laughs> yeah, and you'll be released. You don't have to listen to us ever again. <laughs> but in the meantime, I, I guess that about wraps things up. Yeah, it's a challenging situation, and we don't know how long it's going to keep keep up this way. But we, hey, we just threw out a great idea that yeah, you know, I, I think Radio there's there's will, it. there's a way, and people who have the 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 bug to continue to want to perform in some fashion will find a way to do it. Yeah, and I think that's been the great thing about the whole pandemic is, yes, a lot of stuff has shut down and there's a lot of bad things, but it's uh, sparking a lot of innovation and a lot of new ideas are out there. And there's ways around it. Yep. Necessity is the mother of invention, so to speak. Yes. So if you've got any comments about this or any questions for us or episode ideas or whatever, you can contact us by visiting our website, backstage.link, and clicking on Contact the Show. That's right. Or you could also leave us a voicemail or text message by calling 267-225-8869. Again, that number is 267-225-8869. If you've enjoyed this show, please explain why to us, because we have no idea. <laughs> I've enjoyed this show. Hey, I enjoy it every time, and uh, that, that's that's, <laughs> that's what matters the most. If, if we're enjoying ourselves, somebody else must be. <laughs> One would hope so, that our enjoyment is infectious. Yeah, hopefully. And if so, leave us a review. In a good if way. If you didn't like us, don't. Yes. Uh, you can tell a friend if you want, or not. Whatever. If Next you don't week like us, on the backstage. Yes. Next week on the backstage show, we'll probably be off the air, and then we'll be back <laughs> the following week, maybe. I don't know. But we will return. Yeah, just bear soon. with us. We, we haven't really ironed out our schedule exactly, but we, we will have more episodes coming, so just stay tuned. Yes, more to come, and until it does, you can find us backstage. That's right. He's Glenn. <laughs> and he's Jim. Yes. I don't know where Bye. I'm going. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, my schedule's pretty flat. <laughs> it just froze again. No, no, wait. No, it's back. Now it froze. Who knows? Ooh, ah, too much headphone wearing today. Oh, it doesn't have Wi-Fi? Why is my Wi-Fi connected? I mean, why does my volume, like, keep... Now it's loud again. Bop. I'm sure it's going to freeze again anyway. So we're coming up. Just a few more seconds. Here we go. Are you ready? Am I frozen yet? No. Hi, I'm... Oh my god, that's loud. That was loud. What the heck happened to this? Why am I so loud now? I didn't change anything. Come on. Hi. No. Hi. Hi. Disable that. I had three microphones going. Maybe that was part of it. <laughs> I'm no longer... Okay, no, it's still getting louder and... I am not doing anything to adjust. No, no, stop. Why are you, don't, why are you moving by yourself? I'm glad I'm recording uh, all of this. Um, Correct, there was, was There was something at the, uh, go ahead. There have just been, I mean, I'm getting loud again. I, I just, I mean, I, it's not, I lost my train of thought again been derailed concord three theat concord with concord yes <laughs> yeah. excuse me is my video actually still on yeah it's working actually pretty well and that's like uh oh god the stupid volume thing <clears throat> stop go quieter don't do this this is pissing me off well if it's really bad i can use the audio that i'm recording Bop.